right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another amazing episode of the Meraki Unboxed podcast. Once again, I am one of your hosts, Tanner Yalik, and we are here with a pretty special extra, extra learning episode. Today, we are learning about learning, uh, or more specifically, the Learning Hub with Meraki, a wonderful resource you have to go and learn about Meraki, how to use it and everything about it. And today I am joined with our guest, Philip Coburn, a senior technical trainer at Meraki. Philip, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm fantastic, Tanner. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's good to have you here. And before we get too started, I do just have to make a note, unfortunately, this will be our last episode of 2023. However, we'll be back in the new year. So you can expect the next episode to be coming in January. And then from there, we're going to have episodes posted about every three weeks instead of every two. But back to the topic at hand, the Learning Hub and Phil. Phil, what? Uh, tell us a little bit about your role with the Learning Hub and here at Meraki. Hey, thanks so much, Tanner. I'm happy to do so. So uh, just once again, I, my name is Phil and I'm what we call a technical evangelist, or at least that's one of the job types that we've had for this role. Uh, whatever we wind up calling ourselves, technical evangelists, technical trainers, what have you, uh, we all do the same thing. We all get people excited about the Meraki platform and we understand the ones and zeros that go on behind the scenes. And so our role is to get people a little bit more knowledgeable about what we do and uh, everything Meraki. And I was able to do that pretty effectively as just like you, Tanner, I was actually in the Meraki support department mm -hmm. for quite a while. And uh, as you remember, learn a lot, see a lot and do a lot, and hopefully take that knowledge back to the current roles that both you and I have. And for myself, you know, as a trainer, uh, it was really uh, a good thing for me to be able to go through all of those different trouble calls, being able to help a variety of different customers be exposed to a ton of different technologies and be able to learn from it. Uh, I was able to do everything from troubleshooting password resets to layer three pin multicast. And so I felt that I got a really solid understanding of the entire Meraki platform. And the more I learned, the more I liked it. And that applied mm -hmm. to Every product, you know, all the way from the MX, which I know is near and dear to your heart, uh, <laughs> to something like Systems Manager or even our, uh, you know, Meraki Vision cameras. So uh, mm -hmm. the the foundation was laid for a while ago. The, where the Learning Hub comes in is the kind of like the pathway towards learning for our external audiences. And I do have a role in um, the Learning Hub to a pretty high degree in that I'm an, uh, I'm an instructor. Uh, I, perf I perform instructor-led training. And so our participants who wind up taking ILT go through people like me. And they're able to find a lot of those offerings through the Learning Hub. So to mm -hmm. clarify for everyone, uh, the Learning Hub is kind of a nexus for finding what training works for you. And one of the reasons I am so happy to be on the show today is to help people understand that kind of journey and how to find something that works for them. Everyone needs to find something that works for them. I know that in support, one of the things that I had to learn, not only the Meraki 
the Meraki product suite um, and all of the products that we had and everything about them, but also learning how to learn. So hopefully the learning hub is a great resource for people to learn how they learn as well as the Meraki suite. And uh, fun fact, when I was a wee lad in Meraki within my first year, I actually interviewed for Phil's team. I was within my first year, very inexperienced. Um, don't think I did very well on that interview, but it was a great experience. I got to know Phil very well. Phil has taught me a lot. And so once again, I'm also very excited to have you here and talk with you again. But so, Phil, how was the, uh, up to this point, how have the trainings been? Because I understand there's been some tr changes. There's been some train changes to the trainings that you guys offer. There has, yeah. And and these are evolutions that have been in place even before I was on the team. Like, I, I've been with Meraki for, I can't do math, but since 2017 now. It was August 2017 when I joined Meraki Support. And uh, even then. You know, there were still changes and improvements being made to the learning offerings, which at the time were uh, mostly focused on uh, some very solid uh, ILT offerings like CMA and ECMS. And I think a lot of our listeners may remember some of those terms or maybe even be familiar with something like CMNO. And I'm not going to give an entire history lesson of the evolution of everything that we've done, but I can tell you that. Uh, before the pandemic, we were mostly focused on delivering excellent ILT training and supporting that journey through our entire department uh, product enablement. So the whole point of product enablement is to make sure that those who are interested in Meraki have the right resources to be successful. And that goes into a lot of different things like, of course, what I do, structure-led training um, and advocating for our own community members on the Meraki community, uh, as well as providing some learning pathways to them. And so before the pandemic, things were a bit different because people mm -hmm. were super excited to be able to learn directly from a real person right in front of them. And we would fly out to customer sites or uh, other Cisco sites and, and perform this training for uh, for some of our pre-sales training like uh, CMNA and then our more technical training like ECMS2. And that was working for a long time. And then the pandemic came and everything wound up changing. And so we had to ask oh, ourselves. A lot of things did change. <laughs> yeah, that's a truism if I've ever heard it, right? <laughs> so we had to think about like, we, we still have learners. We still have learners who have learning needs. And now the playing field is completely different. How do we go ahead and help people learn in a completely different manner than we thought that we would have to pivot to. And obviously this is a challenge for any other company out there, but for us, for Meraki, uh, we were uniquely positioned in that, of course, Meraki being cloud managed, remotely managed, we figured we can also go ahead and perform remote training. And that was pretty effective. We were able to perform the same training with a few adjustments here and there uh, to meet our learners' needs. And I don't know, Tanner, if you remember, but during the the beginning throes of the pandemic, uh, there were a lot of uh, people who uh, were absolutely excited to learn more about Meraki for that very, very reason. Mm -hmm. We had 
I guess a good example is like customers who uh, were learning about something like, say, our switches. Our switches are amazing devices, and we can't be more proud of yeah, them. They are. One of the biggest selling points for our switches is their remote nature. And so you had some, you know, engineers in, in you know, wherever they were trying to troubleshoot, say, something like a broken Ethernet cable, and they can't get on site. What do they do? And for with other vendors, I think that it might be a little bit difficult for them to actually perform any form of troubleshooting, layer one, all the way to something like layer eight, trying to figure out what the user is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with Meraki switches, it's easier because you can press a button and you can perform something like a cable test, right? And our customers kind of caught on to this. They're saying, hey, Meraki switches or any other one of our product lines are something that can really help me out in something like this kind of situation. Uh, and so there was like a big influx of interest for learning offerings. They wanted to come to us. They said, how, how can we learn more about Meraki? And that's kind of the uh, catalyst, no pun intended, of course, because we're Meraki now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, it's kind of the catalyst of how we approach the idea of uh, uh, changing and evolving our learning offerings. So like I was saying, and to kind of summarize here, uh, things have changed over the years. We, we did perform in-person training. Now we've virtualized the in-person training. And this is one of the best parts that maybe a lot of people don't know about. Now we're offering a full suite of e-learning offerings as well. Fantastic. Yeah, got to change with the times. And for those that don't know, uh, layer eight is human factors when it comes to troubleshooting a network. So <laughs> the layers one through seven, OSI model, Look it up if you don't know it, but um, but yes, have to change with the times. Bringing about those e-learnings, happy to see it available. And Phil, where can people find those e-learnings? Where are those? Those are hosted on Learning Hub. And so if one were to go to cs.co slash learn, that's our shortened URL for Learning Hub. And the Learning Hub is hosted on the Meraki community. Now, for those who don't know, the Meraki community is kind of like a forum for everyone to, and this is not just Meraki employees or Cisco employees or partners or whatever, but literally everyone, to be able to understand uh, what the latest and greatest about Meraki is. It's also a first step towards troubleshooting without engaging with support, maybe mm -hmm. a first good, um, a good step um, before taking any sort of like before submitting a case or something like that. And since it is a community, it's a place to better understand other people who are interested in Meraki. And it's. You can learn so much from a community of people. Absolutely. And it's not just, you know, random people on the internet who are, who are looking to, uh, I don't know, um, you know, solve a problem and move on, but we have a, dedicated group of individuals who come back, you know, day after day, hour, hour after hour, who are absolutely into it, you know, big Meraki fans that don't get paid for any of that stuff, but are there to just simply help people and answer questions. So I would consider some of our most top contributors on the community uh, extremely valuable assets. And again, they don't have to do it. They just do it because they love Meraki and that's such a really cool thing. And so that's one of the reasons we host the Learning Hub on the community is because we wanna make sure that it is 
successful, it's accessible, and it is able to be part of that larger enablement story. Uh, my department actually uh, is in charge of the community and therefore uh, the Learning Hub as well. Fantastic. And so how, what in other ways has the design of the Learning Hub changed? And how does, how is that really enhancing their experience? And this is something that is also an evolution of not just what we experienced over the pandemic, but just industry changing to adapt to learner needs as well. And the, the evolution has, has been kind of interesting over the years. And uh, again, you know, like to summarize, we had a bunch of fantastic ILT offerings. Now we have e-learning. And so we have all these different options for people and uh, we had to figure out, okay, well, how to, how do we simplify this? You know, like, you know, we say making Rocky simple or whatever, right? Like we want to make sure that we are simplify uh, everything, simplify everything. Exactly. Right. And, uh, and that messaging is, is similar and consistent with what we do in our department as well. Uh, and when you're talking about something like the UI, you're talking about how to best meet learner needs and. If you were to take a look at an entire catalog of all of our training offerings, uh, you know, one, one might even be overwhelmed and not know where to start. And I don't blame you for that. Like when I got to Meraki support, uh, just like you, Tanner, I was put through uh, a series of trainings, internal trainings to make sure that mm -hmm. I was fully knowledgeable on all Meraki products and features. We are full stack engineers and support, and we're proud of that, but it's a lot of work to get there. And that's one of the reasons that support is so well-regarded uh, in the networking world. Um, and- uh, Backbone. The, exactly right, yeah. Uh, but we don't get there in, it doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? It, it has a bunch of different uh, people involved to make sure that the learner needs for network support engineers like ourselves are met. And so doing something like Put some putting someone on the phones ready to answer advanced questions about ospf v2 or bgp in your first week is not going to be something that's going to be really effective we have to make sure that there's a pathway to learning you start in uh, uh where you're able to make a big impact at first and then be able to evolve that learning in uh to better uh, help our customers who need that kind of advanced support so uh clear beginning and a clear end. And that's kind of where we're leaning towards with the Learning Hub as well. Uh, we don't want to have learners jump into our entire catalog and be confused or wonder where to start Yeah, or be overwhelmed, right? And there is a lot there. There is a lot there and there's a lot there with Meraki. And although our messaging with Meraki is, you know, traditionally been things like keep things Meraki simple and stuff like that, but Honestly, we have a ton of different products these days, so many features. And uh, I, I, although I think that we still make a really big push to help people easily understand how to use things, we're not sacrificing features. You know, we, what you can do with Meraki is, um, uh, is just as good, if not better than, you know, other vendors out there. Uh, so our big focus, of course, these days is more on like usability, but how do you help uh, kind of shepherd people's learning needs 
and make sure that their needs are met. In, in fact, sometimes they may not even know what their needs are in the first place. And so that's, yep. yeah, that's leaning into the idea of the learning hub and uh, the evolution of its design. Because like I said, we can't just have like a catalog of things. We have to make sure that depending on who you are and what you need, we have offerings available to you. And uh, the Learning Hub is designed to show offerings that are relevant and contextual to uh, who you are. So a, um, you know, a partner or a Cisco employee is going to see slightly different offerings than you might see uh, if you were a customer. And that's not any sort of criticism. Mm -hmm. It just means that we have the right trainings available to you without you having to sift through or um, kind of like separate the wheat from the chaff, as it were. And so we, it, it's kind of like a guided experience, if you will, you, even if you don't know what's happening. Uh, and so when a customer would log into the Learning Hub, they'd be able to see our technical training offerings. And that is a design choice. We want to make sure that the things that a customer and engineer would need to be successful is right there in front mm -hmm. of them. So you would have things like our introduction to Meraki training, kind of like an overview of a platform. You would have uh, other e-learning options like basic wireless, advanced wireless, and like the MX security plans, uh, even something as advanced as uh, Cisco Plus Secure Connect. And the list goes on. Uh, mm -hmm. We're constantly adding different courses, e-learning courses to the, um, uh, to the entire uh, list of, of things that we offer. And of course, we also have a full suite of ILT offerings, which again, um, are a bit different because those can be both for pre-sales as well as uh, technical training. Again, it depends, what you see depends on who you are. So I'd encourage everyone to do is simply just log on to the Learning Hub and find something that works for them. But this yeah. is again, still an evolution. We wanna make sure that uh, what offerings we have in the first place are still contextual and relevant. And that's good. It's very, it's good that you're catering it to, to the person that is doing the learning. Um, so like it's, so now just to make sure that I understand. And so that the listeners understand not only is the learning hub offering opportunities to learn the basics of dashboard and the basics of each product, but it also goes into more detail on some of the more complex things that our products can do, because you can only simplify things so much. You can get to a point where, oh, now I got to configure BGP. Now I need to know how BGP works. And does the learning hub go into detail about how to do something like BGP? It's a it will kind of shunt you towards that uh, automatically. Uh, and um, it, it's also a, uh, as it is a portal, it's designed to get you uh, knowledgeable about not just things like, you know, um, BGP, but like what learning pathways you want to take. And this is something that we're actually working towards right now is making sure that we have actually dedicated learning pathways for people to follow. And like I was mentioning before, you know, being exposed to a certain product or a certain part of knowledge is not enough anymore. Uh, we want to make sure that the concepts that people are interested in are also uh, 
are also um, something that we can educate on. And, and what I mean by concepts is not just the MX or the MS or the MR, but rather things like SD-WAN or network security or IoT. And it's important for us to shift towards those kinds of uh, concepts uh, because a learner, depending on who they are, may not really understand the value of all of those concepts uh, in and of themselves. They may be able to see things like, okay, this is an MX. Great. What, what does that mean to me? And we would say something to the effect of, well, the MX it does a number of things. It's able to route traffic. It does firewalling, secure, uh, SD-WAN and AutoVPN. And then they would further ask questions. So it's like, okay, so I can get my traffic point A to point B automatically. Is that something similar? And, and so, you know, as you know, Tanner, working with the MX, uh, it, it's not yeah. just the ones and zeros that go on behind the scenes. It's really what it means to the user, how they, you, know, you can, you can use an MX to empower and uh, simplify their approach to solving their own problems. Right. And for us, it means the same thing. Like we have to make sure that the concepts that people are interested in the solutions that we provide have matching training offerings. And this is one of the things that we're evolving with pretty lately is, uh, being able to have these kinds of learning pathways that demonstrate more solutions-based training rather than just product-based training. Although both of course are important again, depending on where you are in your learner journey. And so when you ask about things like, okay, can I find BGP? Mm -hmm. Yes, the answer is yes. But we would uh, encourage people to check out the learning hub so they can see the offerings for themselves and then Absolutely. make a choice or work with their sales rep to make a choice to see what's best for them. Maybe e-learning is something that is up their alley. Maybe they need to have an introduction to Meraki routing and switching before they move on to those more advanced concepts, or maybe it's best for them to jump into something like instructor-led training where we can give a little more bespoke and custom exposure to those technologies and those solutions. Fantastic. And so you mentioned a couple things that people can use the learning hub to learn about, but uh, can you list out a couple more of the products and services that they, that the listeners can use or use the learning hub to learn more about? Oh, sure. Well, as it stands, we have training offerings um, for e-learning on just about all of our products. Uh, so you'd be able to see things. <clears throat> I don't even have the page up, but I can think about it, see it in my mind's eye, but we have uh, uh, all platforms, uh, wireless, uh, switches, MX security appliance. Uh, we have uh, Cisco plus secure connect and um, working on some camera things for sure. Uh, we also have systems manager which is extremely important for those <laughs> who have used that product um, as it's uh, it's good to get your bearings when you're using SM. Uh, you know, every, every product that we have, we, we feature in some way. Um, and uh, the e-learning the e options that we don't have, uh, or products that we don't have e-learning options for yet, we have instructor-led training on. So if you're looking to learn more about how to use Meraki, you know, that is the place to do it for sure. Absolutely. And so, you mentioned a couple learning paths, and I remember them from uh, when I was learning about your team. Um, there was ECMS1 and mm -hmm. ECMS2. Are those still the same, or um, these have expanded, or is it still those are the two learning paths available? Uh, yeah, so let me go ahead and clarify. Um, 
uh, ECMS uh, stands for Engineering System Rocky Solutions, and it's in evolution, or at least ECMS one is an evolution from something we used to call CMNO. I think it stood for Certified Meraki Network Operator. Uh, we wound up rebranding CMNO to ECMS as we released the uh, Cisco Meraki Solutions Specialist or CMSS exam. Uh, my former colleague Rune gave a wonderful podcast, number 69, I believe, about his own uh, learner journey and that exam. And uh, that exam is something that we still offer today. It is uh, Meraki's uh, operator, cor uh, not course, but it's an operator exam, meaning that if you took the uh, exam and you passed it, you'd be considered to be a qualified Meraki operator. It's a Cisco cert, um, you know, specialist certification level, similar to something like, I think, DevNet or maybe uh, CSM, I think. And ECMS 1 and 2 were designed to get people technically prepared to ultimately take and pass that certification. And so, although we always had technical training in the form of things like CMNO, again, it wound up evolving into ECMS to kind of serve as like a learning pathway towards that exam. And <clears throat> once upon a time, ECMS 1 was actually only instructor-led training, but we also offer uh, some uh, e-learning versions of that as well now, uh, uh, which is, again, something that people can check out on the Learning Hub and see what works for you. If instructor-led training is an option, that's great. If you want kind of the convenience of uh, doing things online, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. You know, the more the more we can adapt to learner needs, the better. And in that training, again, we're going to be uh, it, as its operator training. We go over all, all products and major features just to make sure that if a user were to use Meraki after that training, they know how. And it's really cool and very heartening to see, as I've noticed um, some, uh, you know, some of our large uh, spend customers have actually not only advocated for their own text to start using and going through ECMS1, but actually mandating it. And so That's awesome. it's it's fantastic, yeah. And it, it, it warms my heart because it means that, you know, what I do matters. And it means that learning that these engineers are getting, these operators uh, also matter and make a difference. And so some of these larger customers, uh, I, ISPs and MSPs, you know, they may have hundreds, maybe even thousands of engineers who are learning about Meraki to provide their own services to their own customers will mandate that even before they start touching their own networks, they mm -hmm. go through ECMS training. And as any, I think any ISP or MSP who is offering, offering some sort of service will wind up using Meraki in its own way, of course, because we have a such a wide variety of products that we sell now. Um, but ECMS covers all of that stuff. So they can learn what they need to, to be successful in their own endeavors, and then therefore pass it on to their own customers. And it's really nice to see because, uh, again, it's uh, one of the best one-stop shops for, the, uh, uh, for learning in an operator's manner. Awesome. And for just just in case some listeners don't know, ISP Internet Service Provider and MSP is a managed service provider. Um, mm -hmm. Larger companies that we work with quite a bit. Um, 
but so how does how does the training that's available on the learning hub compare to uh, the training that support gets when they would first join as well as their continued learning. And, yeah, you know, could it get someone to the level that support is at? Mm. You know, that's a great question. And um, <clears throat> I, I actually have given ECMS training to some network support engineers, some individuals who are particularly interested in, you know, um, uh, boosting their skills or even as a refresher, like, um, as, as a network support engineer, you know, you're exposed to all sorts of types of troubleshooting that you never thought that you would probably <laughs> run into. And there's a lot of stuff out there. Indeed. <laughs> you and I could probably talk for hours on the stories that we've come across. Um, but, uh, but ECMS and the training that we have on the Learning Hub is mostly directed towards external audiences. Uh, and we have a distinction uh, between you know, who needs that external training and then who needs internal training? And we actually do have a, a fantastic department internally who trains network support engineers on what they need to know to be successful. And that would involve things like not just understanding how Meraki handles routing and switching, but also things like case management and how to work with customers and how uh, to, um, you know, uh, understand how all of our products work together in the context of uh, what we do at in Meraki support. So it's it's not so much an augmentation of what you would find in uh, Meraki supports on training, but again, for, for external audiences, uh, people who either are absolutely new to Meraki and want to start using them from an operator's perspective, or maybe have done that for a while and would like to learn a little bit more about the advanced features and services that are either present or coming down the pike as well. So that's why I mentioned things like Cisco Plus Secure Connect is because, you know, that is, uh, that is something that historically ha hasn't really been tied into Meraki, but is now. And still pretty new. And it's still pretty new, yeah. And, and we need to have the type of training, the kind of infrastructure not just internally from Rocky NSCs, but also for anyone who is going to be using that product. And that's a wonderful segue into talking about the more importance of Meraki in general in the eyes of Cisco. So in at Cisco Live this last June, um, it, we announced some different visual styles of the dashboard. And you've probably seen it yourself, Tanner, but mm -hmm. this is a wonderful evolution of how the dashboard has looked in the past. And it's not to say that anything was wrong with the dashboard before, but we're always upgrading the dashboard to meet. Yeah, you got to make improvements. You got to make improvements, exactly. And uh, the one of those improvements is the ability to, if I recall correctly, switch between different UIs or different Cisco uh, product dashboards, like uh, I think Umbrella or AppDynamics and things like that in mm -hmm. the same UI. And if people are doing that, if people are effectively switching between things like Meraki and, uh, and other Cisco BUs in the same pane of glass, then they're going to be more interested in how Meraki is going to be integrated into this. And I won't necessarily guess how Meraki is going to be um, uh, you know, seen in something like five or 10 years down the road. Exactly. It's, it's not something I can speak on. But I can say that Meraki and the concept of the dashboard and cloud management and what we do 
is becoming more and more important to the overall Cisco fabric. And I think a lot of our learners are kind of catching on to that and starting to see that, hey, this whole Meraki thing is not just for mom and pop coffee shops, but is things mm -hmm. that you can really start and uh, and continue to uh, deploy at the enterprise level. And I want to know more about it. And I don't know enough right now. Absolutely. And so now let's kind of let's bring it down to to the people that don't necessarily already work with Meraki. So let's say that someone wanted to um, just uh, improve their knowledge. Like let's say someone out of college wants mm -hmm. to improve their resume and look good. So obviously there are some companies, like you said, that are now requiring uh, their employees to take this training. Um, do you think this would be a good resource for someone to take this training and or go to the learning hub, do the trainings, put that on their resume, and maybe they could come work at Meraki. Yeah, absolutely. This is good for everyone who has a either a learner need or is simply just curious. Um, because again, when you log into the learning hub, it's going to be reflective of who you are and what you need. And so, if you are um, uh, if you're learning to, uh, looking to increase basic knowledge, this is a wonderful first step. Mm -hmm. And those e-learning courses are also free. It's important to note, like there's not a lot of gating behind uh, that basic training. And so if um, if I were to uh, go back in time and absolutely change the course of my own personal history and start studying networking when I was 21 or something like that, uh, which is very different from my how my life actually unfolded, you know, this is this would be great. Absolutely. I, I think that I would be very happy in not only the training offerings, but getting excited about how the Meraki story, right? And when you uh, are looking to uh, use something, uh, either operationally or you know more esoterically, um, it, it's important to understand the why behind things. Um, uh, Tanner, you, you probably read um, what is it? Simon Sinek's you know start with why or whatever that, that book is. Do you know that book? I know of it. I have not gotten a chance to read it yet. Yeah, it's actually pretty fascinating um, and an easy read as well. And it, it, the whole premise is there's a difference between why companies do things, how they're done, and what exactly that goes into it. And what what I like about Meraki, and I think I would have had I were start had I started my, you know, network engineering journey at a younger age, is the why. You know why Meraki does things, and this leads into some of the things that I talk about in my own instructor led trainings, is that you know Meraki does just sell products to you know make money. We want to make a specific impact in an industry that needs transformation, and uh, that mm -hmm. actually is the whole story of Meraki, you know, being able to uh, take what is inherently complex and kind of bring it down to earth for everyone. And I'd like to think that our approach to the Learning Hub is a little bit similar to that and taking some of the same whys, the same values that Meraki has, where you have an incredibly complex uh, ecosystem of training out there, not just with Meraki, but like any vendor. Right. And how do you go about learning what is important to you? And the the why for us at uh, working with Learning Heaven uh, and making sure people understand it is uh, we want to 
help people along their journey to better learn. And ultimately that comes back to us at Meraki and my department in a good way. And so, yeah, absolutely. This is good for just about anyone who is interested in uh, learning about Meraki and um, in, in any facet. Uh, and you know what, the more, you know, and the more you start learning, the more you get excited about things and that excitement, that advocacy winds up kind of demonstrating itself in, in other good ways. And so you might want to, after visiting the learning hub, explore other parts of the community, maybe start talking to people who are big Meraki advocates, or maybe mm-hmm. starting to learn a little bit more about the products themselves. And this is something that I advocate for in any of my trainings because, you know, we have a lot of resources, not just the learning hub, but things like, you know, Rocky documentation. And the more you uh, understand and use those resources, the more successful you're going to be. So say you're starting with talking about, you know, the MX and you start to learn about it. You understand, it's, you know, its main features, routing, firewalling, auto VPN, SD-WAN, other things. And then you start taking some of our training offerings, you start learning and you're like, hey, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that the MX actually integrated with Systems Manager. I don't even know what Systems Manager is. Maybe I'll go ahead and Mm -hmm. check it out. You start learning about some of our other features like, oh, that's kind of cool. With Systems Manager Sentry policies, you can push out group policy from the MX dynamically to any endpoint that's enrolled from there. Uh, uh, you know, kind of putting the uh, uh, the onus or the, um, uh, the 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 focus on the endpoint to be consistent mm-hmm. with your own security policies, and that's actually a pretty advanced use case for both the MX and Systems Manager, and it's something Very that much so. you probably wouldn't have understood unless you were exposed to it somehow. And yep. from and speaking towards like maybe like a younger engineer who's just getting started, you know, taking that knowledge back to their uh, own company and saying, hey, this is something that we can do to maybe make an impact and solve a business problem is the exact type of thing that we want to be able to advocate for for the the Learning Hub. Fantastic. That's awesome that people can, you know, take this training and bring it back to their company. We hope that they do. Yeah. But so... Phil, thank you very much for joining us today. Unfortunately, that's going to bring us to the end of our, oh, fun fact, forgot to say this at the beginning, the at-home episode. I'm at home this time instead of being in the office. So uh, that's just one of the changes that came about from COVID is being able to work from home. And like you said, do the learnings from uh, from your computer, do the e-learnings. But Listeners, if you want to learn more about the Meraki Learning Hub and furthermore Meraki, go to cs.co slash learn, where you can check out the offerings and enroll in something that works for you. And hopefully you come back to it often. Always keep learning. So, Phil, once again, thank you very much for joining me today. I very much enjoyed our conversation. Can't wait for this to get posted. And I hope that you have a good weekend. And listeners, thank you again for listening. And we'll see you in the next one.